podcasting in my pajamas this is tiebreaker with ria it's all about capturing journeys sharing knowledge and letting you know that struggles are beautiful because growth comes only through efforts and struggles thank you for spending some time with me today now let's begin the transformation Our next guest is a man committed to fighting against social injustice. He has written over 100 essays and articles about racism, politics, gender, business and dating. He has been on TEDx 3 times and his video on how I overcame the fear of stutter has been viewed over 150,000 times. He has also published two books. This man is a man of many talents. Please help me welcome Leron Barton. Welcome Alex. Thank you so much for joining us today. You're very welcome. A pleasure to be here. Thank you. So, you know, I'm I'm very nervous right now because you yourself, you know, you're a podcast host and you understand everything and I need to be super careful here because I don't really, you know, I can't mess this up. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. It's all learning. It's all. I'm still learning. You know, I'm learning from students. Uh, you know, I'm in my Facebook group on my course, it's amazing. You know, learning from people half my age, and I love it. Brilliant. Awesome. So, you know, you your LinkedIn profile says that you're a podpreneur. How did you reach there? Like, the, like you started three years ago, I believe, and uh, you know, uh, that the podcasting was never. very famous at that time you know so uh, me myself i'm like very recently i started listening to podcasts and that's how i got an idea of starting my own but at that mm. time what made you realize that you know you don't want to work uh, like you don't you know you want to kind of change and kind of try to do something different and get into podcasting so just tell us yeah. about your early journey yeah sure um and it's funny because my my journey's kind of come full circle because i actually started after university um working for the BBC radio so in audio um but in radio um as a journalist and then I went uh so in like the news program interviewing uh like say famous sports stars like Lennox Lewis who was former heavyweight champion of the world through to political leaders and stuff um and then I moved into like youth programming um just like you know reviewing you know like music films things like that and I, I loved it um but fast forward to to say 3 years ago and i just listened to a podcast one podcast called how i built this um hosted by a guy he's called guy guy raz is his name from a company called npr and it told the story of people who built super successful businesses that became you know multi-million most of them were billionaires you know most of them were billion pound companies and i thought I love these stories literally from how they started you know from a kitchen table through to building a business with thousands of employees and billions in revenue and, and you know helping loads of people but I thought there was a gap there to do something similar I didn't want to reinvent the wheel but something similar but but you could you could relate to it more because people were still doing it they were still building those companies and a lot of the stories that I was hearing in this podcast was that people who you know retired 15 years ago so maybe not all of the advice was relevant anymore you know like social media hadn't even started you know things like that so i thought i could just take a take a theme and and put a twist on it and make it make it my own really and at the time i took it to virgin startup where i was working who I was working with as a delivery partner which is richard branson's not for profit business in the uk helping entrepreneurs 
fundamental of businesses. And I took it to them as an idea and they took so long to get back to me with a decision that in the end, I just decided to go ahead on my own and do it. And at the time, I just thought, is that the right decision? Because I could have a big brand behind me like Virgin. Everybody knows Virgin. But, you know, these big companies, they take so long to make a decision. They're so top-heavy with bureaucracy and red tape and admin that I literally thought, screw it, just do it. And that was the name of the show. Yeah. And I just decided to go ahead and do it. And I've never regretted it, you know, um, from one moment, even though, you know, week one, I got two downloads and I just thought, oh, <laughs> nobody listened. Nobody listens. But, um, you know, you, That's awesome. you develop, you learn, you know, and you, 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 you compound over time. More people listen and people tell other people. That's yeah, my, how it all started. You know, my next question was going to be, how did you get such a great name for a podcast? And you already answered that. Uh, screw <laughs> it, just do it. You know, this is like you're you're kind of naming your own baby. The world has to, you know, you, it is so difficult. I think that the most difficult mm-hmm. part is naming it correctly, you know, reach, uh, trying to articulate the entire, uh, you know, the, the the entire cause of the pro the, the the podcast is very difficult, and you got because of your experience and you know what 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 has happened. So, what suggestions do you have for people who are still struggling and trying to find out a name for their own podcasts? You know, it's difficult. Oh, do you know what? I don't think I've ever been asked that question before. Honestly, no one <laughs> ever asked me for advice on their podcast. That's a great question. Um, <laughs> And it was funny, I was actually um, interviewing today uh, an entrepreneur, the, the co-founder of Udemy, which is the world's biggest education, wow. online education platform, who's Indian originally, you know, yeah. he's, his family from, from India. Um, and um, and he said to me, I really like the name of your podcast, actually. Uh, and I was just like, oh, wow, hearing it from you, he's got a $2 billion, $2 billion company, um, is, is a pretty big deal. So um, I appreciated that um, when, when he said that to me. But yeah, and I was going to call mine something completely different. I think I was going to call mine the name of my, the holding company for my business, which is Startup U with like the letter U because I thought it was, you know, you start up, you know, it was about startups. And then I'm glad I didn't because it wasn't, I evolved it from initially just talking to the startups I knew who I was connected to, to then reaching out to, you know, bigger, uh, more successful entrepreneurs through to, like I say, today I'm speaking to someone with a, you know, multi-billion dollar business who's had successes and failures, you know, equal measure. He said, you know, I've created a unicorn company and I've also completely and utterly failed with another business that he'd raised 60 million dollars for that failed and he had to give the money back you know um, called uh, what was it called again but it was basically Uber Eats came along two years into their journey and just destroyed them because they had you know more money bigger pockets so it's interesting isn't it Um, naming a podcast because things do evolve things to do so I I, I would say don't get too constrained Um, you can kind of go for two angles can't you you can literally the name says what it does on the tin you know, i.e., um, it's the same as, you know, naming your, your, your brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, something like Virgin, again, there's so many different Virgin companies. I always reflect back on Virgin because I just think it's such a great brand. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows the colors, what it stands for. 
Um, but it's it's more of an ethos, a way of life, a lifestyle that the people embrace rather than you know Virgin. You wouldn't think of an aeroplane, would you? Or you wouldn't think of, of of a holiday type thing. So for me, I, I think you can go at it two ways. You can, you can literally pick something that's you know it is like I say, it does what it, it says on the tin. It could be like um, I don't know, cardeliveries.com, You know, the car delivery podcast, and that's really obvious to people. Or it could be something like screw it just do it which again for me kind of articulates uh, an attitude a way of life you know um and so you know some people i speak to they spend forever trying to think of a good one um and for me i think it, it's it's you know keeping maybe you know something on you at all times but you know and some paper and a pen even when you're asleep and you know you can jot down those ideas and I'm quite old school like that rather than put it into my phone. But I think, you know, if you journal that, things, things come to you at the strangest times. For me, you know, it, they come to me when I go running. That's when I, like, clear my head. And I discovered running only a year ago. I, I'm addicted to it now. But for me, you know, it's, it, it's having that time on your own to think about it. Um, if you're the type of person who's better with other people, why not get a bunch of you together to brainstorm around you know uh and i reflect everything back to the listener okay so maybe that's my easy way to answer it my short version if you want to edit this out because i give very long answers as you can tell that's huh. good that's good that's good. is is um is literally to um you know pick pick something um that you can you can you can focus in on and just brainstorm that idea you know if, if you're the type of per person who works better with friends get a bunch of friends around together um and just think about your ideal listener i reflect everything back to your ideal listeners who so just think who's your ideal listener who is the person you're you know, whether it's your business your ideal customer who is it you know what's their name is it is it mary is it is it joe is it john you know are they are they male are they female are they 20 are they 50 and think about how they listen to your show you know are they in the car commuting are they out running are they in the gym are they walking the dog but for me it's like reflect everything back on your ideal listener you know and when you think of the name you know think about them as well what are they doing what type of person are they what type of you know are they, are they an entrepreneur or are they an employee to so try and think about that and inspiration comes from the strangest places i interviewed somebody yesterday on my podcast facebook group and for him it's music he, you know, his, his inspiration comes from music. He listens to music all day and he writes songs. And, and that's where he came up for the name of his podcast, which is Young, Wild and Freestyling. Yeah. And that was the name of his podcast, which again is quite unusual. I really like it. It stood out to me, but it was him. You know, he's quite um, expressive. You know, Beyonce is his idol and it just fitted in with me, you know. So don't be afraid to pick something that might be a little out there, a little bit risque. Um, you know, because you want it to be catchy. And then you'll know this, you know, when people are searching for podcasts, it's such a small little thing. If you're looking in the charts, if you're browsing, um, you know, the artwork is tiny. So don't have a big name. Uh, I think mine's about as long as you can probably go. Screw it, just do it. You know, I, I think short is better because it stands out more and literally just have the name of your podcast and your name on your artwork. And less is more, again, you know, with the artwork because it gets lost, you know. It's the size of a thumbnail. That's what they call it, thumbnail. You know, it's so small. So I think a shorter name, uh, impactful, think colours, 
um, and think less is more. That's awesome. That that's a great insight. Now, uh, you know, you just said that um, uh, you know, podcasts, anything gets evolved. You know, and when, like, let's say, for example, me, I picked up some random name, and eventually, I realized that I want to change my storyline. I want to change what I'm trying to target, or you know, what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to change my concept, and then the name is not aligning with the you know with my concept. and i have we have reached somewhere again starting the marketing from scratch changing the name repositioning and you know rebranding everything do you think it's a lot of work or do you think that it just happens and you know what do you have to say about that yeah it 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 is and um i've done that myself as well before um yeah 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 so i, I was going to call i was going to call my podcast startup you the first iteration of the artwork had startup you on the bottom and like a rocket for you know starting up so you know i've done three iterations of artwork for my podcast and i'm te- i'm thinking about doing a fourth one at the moment but yeah i changed the name the name of my business was startup you um, and now i've changed things again so that it's called podpreneur everything's going to be podpreneur we've got a new website podpreneur.co.uk um and I've thought of starting a new podcast um so wow. and I nearly rebranded everything as Scourge is doing which is the name of my podcast so it's a real tricky one you know it you know really is and so many people probably you know made the wrong decisions you know when when it comes to that but you know my attitude is you know there is no right and there's no wrong because you know it is what it is you you've decided it for a reason it's a reflection maybe of you know your, your personality uh your ideal customer that you want to have or your ideal listener that you want to have so i just think like anything in life just pick something and don't let it stop you because again it's one of those things i think that stop people just starting um and you can change things you know over time you can change things you can rebrand i've done that it's not ideal I will say that it's not ideal. If you can get it right from day one, then brilliant. But you know, how many of us can say that about anything in life? That yeah, that's right. Fun? So you know, the business could get affected, but if you if you really want to change it, you change it, and then you have to be uh, you have to put double. You know, you have to double the efforts to get that back to the position and you know to the market and kind of reach there again, right? But it's okay. yeah, and maybe it's, maybe it's not even doubling it. You know, maybe it's not because you reached okay. a certain certain point. Um, maybe maybe it's not. You know, um, because you've and, and I think like anything like which is great with podcasting. I think if if you document that journey and you talk about it on your podcast or in your social media, and maybe you ask your audience. You know, I love things like that when you're crowdsourcing. You're asking their opinion. So I'm thinking of this, and it could be this, or it could be this. What do you think? And that could be for the name. I've just advised one of the one of my clients yesterday that I work with who just started a podcast on asking their audience, you know, to choose their artwork. They've got two graphic designers that work for the business. I was like, brilliant. Get them to do five designs each. You know, post it up. What's the favorite design for the audience? What's the favorite design in your company? Get all of your employees to buy into it as well. You know, get them to own it. Get them to feel part of it. Wow, that's nice. Awesome. Um, you know, uh, you also mentioned that uh, the first week uh, when you started the post- podcast, the first week you just had like two downloads. And yeah. um, you know, 
uh, there are many people out there who have started their podcast and just left it and it's been ages yeah. it's been like ages since they have went you know since they again started putting some efforts so there's this you know consistency is missing and one more thing is that people are people demotivate you know people get demotivated they're like oh i don't think so it's going to work i can't do it. it it's it's impossible i'm just getting two downloads nobody's listening to me my content is not nice how do i improvise so rather than questioning they are you know the the easy ways to give up so what one advice do you have for all the people out there who are who kind of discontinued podcasting because of so and so reasons yeah and you know what i i only found this out recently that the, the number is 7 and what i might mean by that is that the majority of people who start a podcast never get to number 7 so oh i think that's like they don't even get to 2 months into the journey they quit after just more than a month and it's like Jeez, look, no, no matter what it is, if you know, if you're not getting enough listeners, you're not getting any engagement back from them. Um, you, know, you don't think you don't like the sound of your voice. That's a really common one. Um, you don't feel confident enough talking about the subject, like imposter syndrome. You know, you feel like an imposter talking about the subject. You know, who am I to be talking about world peace? Exactly. You know, or whatever. Exactly. Imposter syndrome is huge. Um, you know more people tell me that than than any other reason that and the voice you know and for me it's like you know anything in life that you choose to do if you give up after you know 6 weeks of doing that what do you expect you you're not going to get anywhere you're not going to be successful you know that's that's weak that's weak man you know and I, and i don't know what the number is i would like to know what the number of and i guess you call them like maybe zombie podcasts like the, you know they call them zombie apps you know there's so many apps in the world and yes, most of them are just right. dead you know no they're not and i'd love to know because you know the number of podcasts in the world now we reached 1 million back on april the 20th 2020 uh, apple announced that we reached a million so how many of those are live i don't know i'd really like to know the answer to that and and i guess apple are the only people <laughs> who know that information um but yeah i i just think for me the biggest the best quality that i think you can have and which i definitely you know believe i i have myself because it's helped me get to where where i am is perseverance you know if you persevere you will get there in the end you know and nobody is is an overnight success you know i interviewed maria hatsistefanis who's um the 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 owner of the beauty brand rodia which is a 100 million dollar beauty brand and she called her called her book and her podcast how to be an overnight success and that was you know tongue in cheek bit of a joke because she says if you read the book there is no such thing you know and it's mm-hmm. you know you suddenly discover a, a music artist you like don't you and you're like wow you know no one's ever heard of them and look what they've done and then you find out afterwards that been slogging for 10 years playing every dead end dive bar in the in their town and touring the country in the in the back of a you know pickup truck and not earning any money and it's just, it's the same with podcasts and anything you just got to persevere you just got to be consistent you just got to put something out there you know every week or how often you do the podcast but it's got to be the same time on the same day that you release the same content because people expect it like the first time the technology failed for me and my podcast didn't go live First I knew about it was people sending me messages saying what's happened to this week's episode. I'm like, "Whoa, people actually listen to my show. That's amazing." Oh. You just don't know, do you know? And it was the same when I was in radio. You just 
you don't know if people are listening. You know, you can see the stats and you, you, you know, it tells you people are listening, but because you're not getting any live feedback, um, it's strange. It's odd. Whereas if you do something like I've just done today now, I've done three lives on three different platforms, you get feedback from the audience automatically. You know, they're liking stuff. They're asking you questions. Um, it's a very different experience. But yeah, I would just say that's my biggest takeaway is, is just persevere. If you, if you want it enough, if it's a number one podcast, you know, if it's to get a thousand people, 10,000 people to listen to your podcast, if it's to, you know, have a successful business, if it's to become, you know, a thought leader in your space, to land that dream job, whatever it is, you know, to land that dream job, you still probably got to contact, I don't know, thousand companies instead of a exactly. hundred, you know. And always think, you know, what, for me, I, I try to say this to my kids as well, I always just say, they don't pay any attention, of course, but I say it anyway, you know, what? think about what your competitors are doing right now. You know, if it's seven o'clock in the evening and you can't be bothered because you're too tired, just think, what are my competitors doing? Are they working now? Are they working on something or are they watching TV? Are they sat there watching Netflix? And I always think, no, they're going to be sat there watching Netflix, so I'm going to go and do the extra half an hour. I'm going to record the extra wow. episode. I'm going to read the extra book, you know. Think of it like that. Wow. So, so you believe that competition is healthy? 100%. Absolutely. Awesome. I do. I do. I usually it's driving force, yeah. Awesome. That makes sense. Now, what, you know, did you ever uh, kind of faced the situation where you really got bored interviewing somebody and you were like, Oh God, this is such a boring conversation. I don't think so. My audience are going to listen to this or I don't think so. This is, this is going to be a hit one. And you just didn't want to upload it, but you can't, you know, you can't hurt the guest as well and you need to do something out of it. So did you ever face that kind of experience? And do you think that, and how did you come out of that situation? <laughs> Yeah, really, another really good question. And I, I asked this myself, but I only asked it for the first time about a week ago. Same question, or maybe two weeks ago. Um, and I was interviewing a fellow podcaster and I was, I was you know, like, have you ever not released a podcast? Um, and they said, yeah, I, I, I haven't done it twice. And I said, I've done it once. I've done it once. And I did it in the really early days. And somebody, friend of mine, had recommended them and I thought at the time that it was a really boring subject. Um, and I read, you know, a little bit about them in the press and I thought, I think this is going to be boring. And do you know what? It was boring. <laughs> <laughs> it was. And by some miracle, they never contacted me to find out what happened to their podcast. And I was in the, in the early stages, so people didn't know about my show in those days, you know, or only in my town, maybe. So they never followed up with me, never checked in with me. And I just kind of brushed oh. it under the carpet and uh, never released <laughs> it. And it's there somewhere. Um, but you know what? Now, yes, I have had other boring interviews and I have put them out because I just think I know that they, they're going to be asking me, you know, and usually it's if you, if you get a client through like a PR company or a, uh, a podcast promotion company which is now you know like a thing um they're following up with you the next day saying so when are you planning to release this episode because it's their job to you know promote their clients Absolutely. so you've got to do it and you've got to try and put the same kind of enthusiasm in when you're you know recording the intro then and when you're you know halfway through the interview and you just think oh and usually i tell you it, it's when the person you, you ask them the, the question and 
you never get a chance to ask a second question. They're just yeah, <laughs> exactly. And you're just like, hang on a minute. Do I actually need to explain? This is a conversation. It's not a monologue. It's a conversation. It's two people talking. And I was like, many people don't know. You know, I don't know. But I've been there. I have been there a few times. Luckily, touch wood, you know. And again, like today, speaking to to Gargan from um, from Udemy, is such a great story and he's such an interesting guy. You know, he just... He's just finishing spending three years living as a nomad, traveling the world with no fixed abode, you know, spending a month in, you know, living in the Amazon with an Indian tribe, uh, living a month in Havana, in Cuba, India. He went to, you know, started off back in India, seeing all his family. Epic. You know, how can you not want to have a good conversation? And I just said to him at the end, you know, we ran over by about 20 minutes as well. And I said, I'm so sorry, but I can literally talk to you forever. And he said, I will. Let's let's you know do another one at some point. Let's meet up in person and do one. So people like that, I think that's why I love podcasts. You get so, you, you you get such you create such great connections. You never know where these opportunities are going to lead, and these these super connected people that you meet. You know who knows? You've got to curate those relationships, and um, that would be my tip to you because I didn't do it to start with. Is that you know keep a record, even if you know if it's a spreadsheet or something, and try and because um, I'm going to do this now, but it's very difficult to do when you've got 250 past episodes, but put them into groups like these guys are potential investors, you know, these guys wow. are potential mentors, you know, group these people and somehow stay in touch with them every quarter, you know, whether it's you send a weekly email, and, you know, sorry, a, a quarterly email, you stay in touch with them, you find out how you can help them. And my mentor told me that, she told me that was the best advice I would one of the best pieces of advice I was ever given. She said to me, your, your biggest asset, Alex, is not this part of your business, not this part of your business, not your podcast. It's all of the people that you've connected to on your podcast. Wow, that, that's a great... You're right. You are 100% right. Wow, the connections, the network. Wow, that's amazing. Wow, that's awesome. And you know, oh, this, this was a great advice. Wow, I loved it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And... Uh, a very different again so you said that if it's a boring interview you are starting to upload them because people are going to ask you uh, but the, uh, what if it's an amazing interesting conversation like the the best interview you have had but somehow the file got corrupted the recording it happens of, it happens, it happens. Oh. yes happens to me oh my god so this this is another great question so this is a dilemma this isn't even a question this is a dilemma and this happened to me, and it was um, uh, what's his name? Now, Jeff Jeff Lynn, who is the founder of Cedars, which is a massive crowdfunding platform. They've lent you know hundreds of millions of pounds wow. um, of money. You know, massive, massive company, and I recorded it in my offices, but in a different meeting room than I normally do. My favorite meeting room was busy. So I recorded it in another one and the recording sounded like I was in a locked inside a metal trunk inside a submarine <laughs> 30,000 leagues under the sea. And you can hardly hear a thing. Oh, <laughs> awful. Absolutely awful. And um, oh my god! 
I thought about it for about four, four, you know, over the weekend. I think we caught it on a Friday. I literally thought about it Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Monday. And then I just asked my wife because she always gives great advice. And she was, and I was like, what should I do? What should I do? She was like, just tell him. And I was like, ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't think of that. She's like, what's the worst that can happen? You ask him to re-record it and he says no. And I was like, yeah, what's the worst that can happen? And do you know what he said? Sure, Alex. He's American. Sure, Alex. When do you want to re-record? And I was like, oh, man, you're a star. You're an absolute star. So we did it, and it was a great episode, and he was such a cool guy to chat to and to do that again. So it's like, you know, it's like anything in life. I think if you own it and you're you're honest about it, nothing bad can happen. And, and, you know, I frame everything in life like this these days, you know, if, if, it, if it's not going to kill you, what is the worst that can happen? Clearly, if there's a risk that you'll die from it, don't do it. But anything else in life, what's the worst that can happen? You know, it's an experience. You fail, you learn from it, you go again. Big deal. So, you know, one of the reason is, reasons is that, you know, people want to look good. They want to look good. You know, I recorded you. Don't worry. I have everything. And then in spite of not yeah. having the great content, not having the great video, they're like, it's okay. I'm going to... I'm not going to go back and ask again, you know, that's, that's looking yeah. good concept, you know, everywhere. So people have to, cross it, that it is. And I, and I chatted to, um, one of my students again, um, was this, this was, this was this week actually. And she just started, just launched a podcast and she got like the first two people she interviewed were like big, thought leaders in in her space so they had you know uh, hundreds of thousands of followers on instagram again she did you know really well and she said she was um doing a zoom with this artist in la and she said it was just awful the quality of the video was so awful um and she just said she was confident enough to do it. And I just said, I've done that. And I, and I wasn't confident enough to do this at the time. And she said, I just said, she just said to her interview, do you know what, Joe, do we just knock this on the head and just go and record the audio separately on, on another platform on my anchor, which is, you know, her hosting platform. And her um, interview went, Oh, thank God for that. She goes, I hate doing video. I have, I've just got up. We're eight hours difference behind you. I look like, crap I feel like crap I'd be much happier just doing audio so they went and did it and she said it was an amazing interview so I had the same experience and you know I didn't had it recently and the audio was awful and it was with a you know big uh guest who sold their business big crisp company called Tyrrell's Crisps in the UK and it sold the business for about 40 million uh pounds and it was quite a big deal the interview and he had two windows open on zoom with two accounts so there's another voice there's an echo on the line and i keep telling him and he's got his pa wandering into the room trying to fix it and none of them could fix it and instead of just ending it and starting up a new meeting with another link i just carried on and i sent it to my producer and i just said i think this is awful that it's unusable what do you think and he just went yeah it's unusable (laughs) i was like oh god alex Take your own advice, you know. So and this only happened literally a couple of weeks ago. So learn from my mistakes. 
Mm. <laughs> wow that's awesome your student was like super uh, confident about it and you know so one of the reasons why i did not want to start was like oh my god i'm gaining weight but i need a video also i don't look good in front of the camera and you know these were the few factors that were stopping me you know to get really? started yes yes wow. and i i have this fear factor i'm very 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 conscious but then yeah. i'm like i need to do something this pandemic this lockdown was like oh god i need to do something i just have to get started you know <laughs> well, glad you did you know video you got amazing eyes you got an amazing smile so don't uh, don't think about it especially when you laugh so you know don't um it's like i said to you you know imposters everybody has it and and so many more students uh, and it's such a common thing that um they don't like how their voice sounds Yes. And I was like, well, this is audio. So it's like you said earlier, you know, get over it, you know, get over yourself. The sooner you can do that, the, the, you know, the more success you will have. Because we, we all we all have different hang-ups and they're, they're all just obstacles in our way. And it's the, you know, it's the devil on our shoulder, not the angel on our shoulder. You know, that's that voice in your head, you know, that wants you to fail and not the voice in your head that exactly. wants you to succeed. Exactly. So, It's whom you feed, the one the negative voices or the positive voices. Oh, 100%. And you know what? I I had this when I I did a marathon during lockdown. I, I first time I'd run a marathon I wow. did on my own during lockdown and I literally got to 16 miles and everything started falling apart like my ankles went and my knees went and my hips went and my thighs went, you know, everything was in agony and I had the exactly that the two voices and the one guy just quit to stop. you know who cares no one will ever know you're on your own no one will ever know you failed and then the other one just going failure is not an option and that was literally with failure is not an option you will not fail you will get to the finish line keep going and uh, it is exactly which one you feed and i just blocked out that voice and filed the pain away into somewhere else in the back of my head that i couldn't register it anymore and I kept going for another 10 miles and did it so you're 100% right that's that's a really good phrase it's the it's the voice that you feed yeah that makes sense and you know i i have written like 10 questions but i don't really want to ask them i'm like i'm enjoying the conversation you know i am i'm enjoying the 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 experience you're you're sharing so do you have any other experience in your uh, this podcast journey where it was it was really funny or it was really depressing or anything or any situation just just let us know tell tell you know kind of share sure. yeah no i'm exactly the same as you i i have I, I write about seven to ten questions every every interview that I have, and I usually ditch them halfway through. Yes, if, if, it's, if it's a good interview, you'll ditch them because it leads you down different paths, different stories. Because it's all about stories, right? We're all telling exactly. stories on podcasts, and it was the same with with Gagin that I uh, Gagin that I just had from Udemy. Um, you know the questions that I had, which were you know all about Udemy and Billy, you know building this unicorn, this billion dollar business. I only remembered at the end and I thought I'm not going to leave the interview because that's another tip that I always have to podcast is never leave the interview without having asked at least you know one two maybe three things that you desperately want to know the answer to you know still get those in but maybe just say we're running out of time I know I've taken up a lot of your time we've only got 5 minutes but you know really short answers maybe can you tell me the answer to this and I, and I did that with with the Udemy and I did it with the um food business the food delivery business that Uber Eats killed as well so i asked those questions but you know we ended up instead talking about you know his, his traveling and living with the amazon tribe and then being in havana 
um, you know, what he's working on right now. Um, and that's always the exciting thing, because that's when you, you get your guests excited talking about, you know, what they're working on right now. And he'd taken like a whole year off from life to work out what he wanted to do next. And for me, that's, you know, incredibly interesting. Um, and again, I did episode 250 recently with Oliver Cookson from My Protein, and he, you know, went from 500 pounds, sold it for 58 million seven years later. Again, amazing. We were talking about how he was making house music during lockdown, which has got nothing to do with, you know, the podcast at all, nothing to do with business. But his favorite DJ was my favorite DJ, a oh. guy called Sasha. So we were just talking about him. So um, you're right. And for me, I would say a couple would be an interesting one was uh, so James Haskell, who's a former England rugby player, former British Lion. Uh, and now last winter, he was on the TV series, I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, which, you know, put him in front of a whole new audience. And I interviewed him and he'd just retired from rugby and he had had all these dreams about going to the Rugby World Cup in Japan winning the trophy, going out, you know, on his own terms. But his body let him down and he had to retire from injury before the World Cup. So I caught him at a really interesting phase in his life and he was really quite introspective and talked, you know, quite openly about, you know, mental health and being kind of down and depressed and thinking, you know, all my life, all I've known is, is rugby and this community of, of people who all do the same thing that I do and, you know, the, the adulation that comes from playing in front of a crowd and being featured on TV and all this kind of thing. And he was in a really interesting, really interesting place. And he was just kind of toying around with, you know, all these different ideas. And it, it was interesting, you know, for me, he was really famous and somebody that I'd always look up to. But here he was, you know, sharing his innermost thoughts with me about how he didn't think he was, you know, kind of good enough to be a businessman. And, and I'm just like, wow, really, this is amazing. So... And it was also, it ended up being that real kind of pathos because he it was also the funniest interview I've ever done. And for some reason, people have never sworn, said swear words on my podcast. And it's not because I say don't swear. I think it's maybe they listen to it and it's just attracts a certain type of person or it's just my style. But literally within three seconds, he dropped, it, dropped an F-bomb and then another one and another one. And, another. and in the end, I thought, you know what? I couldn't even begin to know where to start to edit this podcast. So let's just <laughs> roll with it. And I was just like laughing away. And he was just so funny, you know, some of the stories that he was he was telling. And um, the interesting thing with this one, how it finished, to kind of finish the story for you, was that um, when we put it live, he, he shared it on his, um, his business Instagram and, and all of that, which was great. And I think we got it to something like number four in the UK chart for entrepreneurship. Wow. I thought that was great. But then I thought I just had my first number one. So I got a bit greedy and I looked at his Instagram and I saw he was actually DJing live. He was doing like an Instagram live. He was DJing at some party. I think it was in Ibiza or something like that. Cause it was in the summer. It was this time last year. And I just thought, shall I send him a message and just ask, if he'll share it on his personal uh, Instagram, because he had so many more followers on his personal one, you know. And um, I just thought, again, what's the worst that can happen? It's not going to kill me. He's not going to come back over and kill me if I ask him, is he? So I asked him, and I saw him actually pick up his phone while he's DJing, look at it, you know, tap away. And within four hours, 
the episode had gone to number one just from him sharing it on his Instagram. Wow. And I literally saw it live happen like that. So again, you know, what's the worst that can happen? Just ask, you know, again, it wasn't meant to be, but it's the same as that story with the Jeff Lynn guy from Cedars. You know, you've just got to be confident enough to to ask and, and people will do things for you out of the genuine goodness of their heart. And yes, of course, he's got an agenda. He, he, he wants the extra publicity, I'm sure, you know, it helps him and his brand. But, you know, you scratch their back um, and they'll scratch yours. So, yeah, that, that had everything in it, that one, you know, that had everything in it, the, the sadness and the happiness and everything. So you never know who are ready to help you until you ask. This is a very powerful statement, you know. Uh, that, that's nice. That's awesome. Oh, wow. Okay, you know. Um, so that being said, um, you, you know, you mentioned, I've, I've read a few articles about, you know, what you think and why you think podcasting is very important. Uh, so at one place, there was it was written like every business owner should have a podcast like every businesses should every each and every business should have their own podcast so like you know initially it was like everybody get on all the social media sites but they're not posting enough they're not doing anything the, the activities are less i'm just on facebook instagram twitter linkedin and 10 other places but there's nothing happening so do you think that every business should start you know their own podcast but just not for the name of starting actually yeah, interesting yeah yeah and I, and I think I've I've kind of reframed this you know again I, I change you know my opinions you know all the time as I get you know more information from people and I, and I speak to more people and I'm, I'm happy to revise my opinions and I think now and especially having run courses for people podcasts and it's you know it might not be for everybody like we say you know for, for us and again I was talking about this today, you know, like you, you didn't want to do the video. I didn't want to do video before. My podcast has always been audio only. And it's only, I made the conscious decision this year to start recording them by video as well. Oh. And I'm going to launch a YouTube channel, a lot, you know, alongside it to complement it. And I've just had to embrace that as well. And which has got me to revise my opinion. And I do think now, whether you're a brand, you're an entrepreneur, whilst the podcast might not be right for you, a vlog might be. And if it's not a vlog, it's a blog. You know, we've got, as I see it, we've got three options to document our journey. And I think everybody should be documenting their journey because exactly. everybody, every customer, every listener likes to know how you do what you do and the person behind the story. You know, it's what we do. And if you're not documenting it, then nobody can see that. They just see you know, the PR curated version of, of what you do. And it was when I interviewed, what got me thinking about this was I interviewed Jamie Lang and Ed Williams from a company called Candy Kittens, which is like a sweet company in the UK. And Jamie Lang's pretty famous because he's been on the TV show called Made in Chelsea. Um, it's quite famous over here. And they said they were, about, I think they're now, they were seven years into their journey. And he said, they said, our biggest regret is that we didn't, record this you know on, and they've now got a podcast but we didn't record this you know in a blog or, or, or a vlog because you know when we we changed the business it was meant to be a physical shop and when we opened the shop the queue of people went all the way down uh, the Chelsea Road in, in London as far as the eye could see it was just the most awe-inspiring sight when we opened the door and just saw these people we never 
you know, told that story. And I just said, well, tell the story now then from seven years. You know, that's the difference. People want to know how you got, you know, say from a, you know, a million pound company to a 10 million pound company. You, that's still a story. And, and for me, I just thought, you know, there's three options that we have now. And you've got, you know, the written word, blogs. So, you know, if, if, if you can write and you're more, you don't like video, you don't, you don't, don't like the way you look on video, you don't like the way you sound on audio, then write, you know, write a blog. Um, you can then put that as, you know, uh, an article on LinkedIn or on Facebook, etc. But if you, you know, you're dyslexic, for example, or you, you just writing bores you, then vlog it, video it. You know, you, you can put that then on YouTube channel. You can record it. Um, you can do lives, you know, on, on Instagram TV, Facebook Live, Twitter Live, etc. All of those things um, for, for video or audio. You know, you've got a podcast, so record the audio instead. Well, for me, the best bit, which, which is what you're going to be doing as well, I know, is, is use all of them. You know, record the content once. Just repurpose it. So record it as a video like we are now and then repurpose that as a podcast and then get a written transcription and pull some content out of there and, and write it up as an article on, on LinkedIn and put yourself down as that thought leader. So, net, you know, triple down on it. Exactly, exactly. And, uh, you know, that that's so well said. It's It's, you know, the platform does not matter. The articulation does. How do you want to Absolutely. articulate? The platform awesome. doesn't matter. You're right. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, have you ever faced a situation where you kind of asked a question to the guest and in your head, you have a much better answer and you also want to kind of put your, you want to put your thoughts in there, but you don't want to be the person who's trying to uh, take away the, you know. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And do you know what? And I think I got this from radio that you hear so many DJs on radio becoming the show. People tuning because they want to listen to the music. They don't want to listen to the DJ. And it's the worst bit when the DJ talks over the song and you're like, oh my God, you just ruined my... That's, somebody, that's somebody's favourite song. You just talked over, you know, like the, the intro to like, I don't know, Sweet Child of Mine from Guns N' Roses with that, you know, awesome riff from Slash or something like that. Just ruined it for somebody. Um, so I'm, I'm really aware of that. And I think maybe that's one of the reasons that I just do a solo episode now, which is just me talking. And for me, that's like me being a DJ. That's me, you know, uh, giving my opinion on, on a piece of content somebody's already created, or that's me talking about something that's happened to me that I've, you know, physically experienced that week. Um, but yeah, the, the pressure to do that, the temptation to do that is strong, but you, you, you have to catch yourself because you think it's all about the guest at the end of the day. You know, you're giving that guest your platform, you know, to your audience to listen to. And yes, over time, your audience wants to know more about you and you can start adding a few more details and a few more layers about you and your personality. But to start with, um, I just think keep it short, cut to the chase, make it all about your guest. And look, the best quality you can have you know, this is why we have these. We've got two of them. We've got two ears and one mouth. So listen more, talk, talk less, I think. Makes sense. Makes sense. And, you know, you just said that you started solo. Uh, is it, how different is it from the interviewing, uh, you know, from having guests on a pod, on your podcast and 
and then starting your own uh, you know just being the own guest like be you you're the host you're the guest you're the everything is it very difficult does it take a does it take a lot of efforts how do you you know how do you uh, know that it's time to end it's time to switch the topic it's time to uh, talk about this now how do you kind of get everything in that in that 30 minutes or 60 minutes and articulate it so well with the with the purpose of the context or the content so how how do you do that <laughs> Yeah, for, for me, me, I try and keep it shorter, um, and that's just a, a, a personal thing. And for me, it's you know, if people are trying. If people are thinking of starting a podcast, the easiest way is just to record yourself because you don't have to organise the guests, you don't have to set up scheduled meetings. You know, which you've gone to trouble to do. Same as I do. Um, it's far easier to literally, you know, pull your phone out of your pocket and. it record even if it's like a voice note you know or whatever you choose to record on um it's far easier to do it that way i like to do a little bit of prep so that i've just got some bullet points to talk about and then i prefer to like freestyle it rather than write anything scripted the only thing i do scripted are the introductions to my podcast anything i write scripted yeah yeah <laughs> really Yeah, it's the only thing, and I, I, I try to do it unscripted, and I just screw it up every time, and I keep doing take after take after take, and I thought I don't want to do take after take; Great. I should just be natural and put it out there, which is why I, I hardly do editing any editing on my podcast because I just want it to feel as natural, wow. conversational as possible. Um, you know, keep it all in there. So, yeah, it is different, and I, I don't think you can do it until you are confident enough. But I would, you know, encourage everybody. to have a go at doing it just because again you get used to your own voice and just talk yeah. about something you're passionate about whether that's i don't know football or um or i don't know little mix records you know or elvis records whatever it might be just talk about something you're passionate about because that energy that passion will, will come across rather than you trying to talk about something that you know might be in the news today and You just quite boring and monologue about it. You want something that lifts your energy, that lifts your spirits, and your audience will pick up on that and then engage with you. Then makes sense. You know, this this is a funny part. You just said that you kind of record. You know, you you script your uh, introductions. You know, the guest introductions. For me, it it is so important. Plus, you know, the guest. You know, people are having these crazy names that we can't even pronounce. You know, it's so difficult at times. And you, like, we are Indians. Our English is way worse than you know. You <laughs> you guys have the best English. So, do you have you know? Do you have any kind of experience where you are taking time? It took you so much of time to just to kind of pronounce the name correctly. And you know, <laughs> but you know what? Today uh, it's funny that you caught me this time because he, you know he's of in Indian origin, and I didn't know how to present pr- pronounce Gagan. You know, I was going to say Gagan, and he <laughs> said it before I said it. Luckily, he said it before I said well, it. He said something like da 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 da, and they said to me Gagan da 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 da. I was like, oh, right, brilliant, right. <laughs> Note <laughs> that down. That's how you pronounce it. Um, oh, wow. So I was kind of a bit reticent on, you know, using his name because I was just like, is it Gagan? Is it Gagan? Is it Gagan? <laughs> no, you know, just oh. I don't know anyone else called that, you know, in my life. So it's an unusual name. And even when I look on, you know, Instagram, there's not many people with that name. So um, yeah, it it does happen. It does happen. And um, you know, how do you cover the unknown? You know, the unknown niche. You are interviewing somebody from a completely different background that you have no idea about. 
you don't know you know how to keep the conversation real in spite of not having idea of the niche you're talking about you know uh, because as i started this podcast journey i'm able to relate to you i'm able to relate to the conversation but what if i'm uh, exp- you know if i'm interviewing a doctor how do i make it more real how do i not sound like i am reading the question and uh, you know asking you yeah i mean i i think I think it comes down, you know, and this is obviously, you know, global issues at the moment um, when we're recording this, you know, with COVID-19 and the pandemic and out of the back of that, we've come into, you know, another whole conversation around diversity and yes. matter, et cetera. And I think when it comes down to it, we're, we're all the same. We're all human. We all have, you know, the same emotions. Um, but obviously what, you know, what makes us, you know, um, stand out you know is it we're, we are all different of course you know no two are the same uh, and I think you just have to appeal you know and ask those questions that that we all have about you know um, identity maybe about you know race for example you know those subjects that we, we've all got an opinion on I don't think you need to have you know that technical knowledge when it comes to a particular subject you know we've all you know, loved and lost and succeeded and failed. And I think those kind of topics, you can get conversation out of, out of anybody. So again, don't let that kind of stop. Because I've been doing, you know, loads of these webinars uh, for one of my, uh, you know, I work with the Festival of Enterprise and the content director for, for this events company. And, you know, we've been getting a lot of sponsored webinars and I've been interviewing you know a lot of uh, so for example like the likes of a, a Google or a Dell you know big tech companies and the subjects they're talking about I know nothing about you know like contact customer contact centers was the one today another one was you know cloud accounting those aren't oh. my specialist subjects at all you know not at all but you know I, I think you know and again people who want a podcast are going to be drawn to this because they're naturally conversationalists they're naturally drawn to people they're naturally drawn to storytelling so I, I i think you'll find the stories just by those you know human emotions and, and subjects that we um that affect us all makes sense um you know the time duration i think uh, you might have heard you might have asked many a times like the time duration what is the duration a podcast should be um like let's say your target audience are entrepreneurs business professionals people who don't really have a lot of time to sit one hour and listen to your complete podcast and the topic you're talking with the person needs a little longer time you cannot complete it in like 20 minutes or something so what tips do you have for the podcasters out there who are having the longer uh, you know audios and the longer you know it's like the conversation is really it will take time for you to sit and listen uh mm. and when the audience is like the completely different they don't have time to sit and listen to your audios you know they, they don't have time to sit and listen to your podcast yeah good question and um, i had a, we 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 talked about this on a, on a live stream in my popcorner group because one of the students uh said i've got an episode that's um 7 hours long and we thought he was joking yeah we thought he was joking and he was actually serious that he had an, and I was like how could you have a conversation you know that long and i've done this before i i had quite early on i, I did a live event with uh, the founder of ted baker the you know the clothing brand uh, ray kelvin and um 
it was about two and a quarter hours. Just he, we expected him to talk for an hour, and he just went again like a monologue. He just talked about his life, and it was amazing to hear. But it, it was long, and then he was getting questions from the audience. And in the end, I put it out as two episodes um, instead. I put it out as two separate episodes, but they were both oh. still quite long. Um, and when I talked about this in a live, I said, when you look at, and I looked at the chart, I said, look, this, this is the top 10 in the UK for entrepreneurship at the moment. There's my podcast, 45 minutes. Here is marketing with uh, Neil Patel and Eric Sue that I listened to, marketing school, five minutes. And here is, I've forgotten his name, Pastor, Reverend, you know, John Smith, three and a half hours. It was his sermon at church, you know, and then you've got Jocko Willink, ex-Navy SEAL, uh, five and a half hours, you know, he's talking about a mission and I was just like that. That shows you that there is a podcast length, you know, for everybody. Um, it doesn't have to fit into a particular length, although the trend is shorter. Like last, the average podcast in 2019 was a minute shorter than the average podcast in 2018, which I think is an interesting fact to throw in. Um, but, the you know, Again, I throw it back to, you know, who is your ideal listener and how do they consume your content? You know, if they, you know, all your listeners take a three-hour train journey each day to get to work, then your podcast could be three hours, couldn't it? But if, as I found out with my audience, that they commute and they listen to it while they're commuting, my average episode needs to be shorter. And, you know, simple test, I work with Grenade, the sports nutrition brand, got like the number one chocolate bar in the UK now and they their episodes were all over an hour all like hour and 10 hour and 20 minutes something like that and they were wondering why their podcast wasn't as successful as they hoped it would be when they were attracting the likes of Alfie Days who was like 16 million YouTube followers and they couldn't get it in the in the top 200 um, and I've changed a few things for them and you know within uh, seven days, they were number 14 in, in the chart instead. And one of the things we looked at was if you go into the Apple analytics, it will show you when your audience drops off, at what minute they start dropping off. And their audience were dropping off after 30 minutes. So that either tells you the content is rubbish and people are bored. Correct. It could be that. Correct. You know, maybe you need to go and get other people to listen to your show whose opinion you respect and give you give give their opinion to you and the flip side of that might be your audience doesn't have enough time to listen to it because they're doing you know they're walking the dog and they walk the dog for 30 minutes every day and my audience told me that they were listening my podcast used to be two interviews in one episode no idea why uh i'm trying <laughs> to make life difficult for myself clearly <laughs> and my audience were listening to the first interview and then on the way home they were starting a new episode. That was the feedback I had. So I made mine shorter, but I did two episodes a week instead. So I'm still recording the same content. I just split them in That's half. That's a great idea. It's a great idea. So it worked. Yeah. So yeah, it clearly worked. So that's that's maybe what I, a couple of things I think about. Perfect. That, that's a great idea. Wow. Oh, yeah. This, this was great. Awesome. And you know, um, uh, so... The next thing that I wanted to ask you was like, you get this every time, but um, I, I still want to ask you, what are the most important tools according to you that, you know, uh, the basic tools 
that you think that every podcaster should start using and uh, you know that being said uh, like a person like me i just started and i don't really want to invest a lot i don't want to get the top mic i don't want to get the top uh, headphones and everything because i don't you know i need time to before i invest so what idea and what suggestions and what tools do you suggest to people like you know to to our listeners who wants to become an become a podcaster you know yeah and i would say you know i always say you can use everything from free to spend as much money as you want you know and just before lockdown i went and spent you know i got the best equipment money could buy to like mobile equipment that i could take to london with me because that's what i was doing i was meeting most of my interviews in london and i got to use it once in the last four months you know i did one interview before lockdown and it sat under my bed gathering dust so what's been interesting during this time is that you know technology has been the great leveler everyone's using zooms um you're watching tv shows and uh you know the presenters are in their bedrooms presenting with the same technology that we all do um and you know i i when people email me i give them you know i have a free pdf where i give out my equipment suggestions and everything from free to top of the range i would say you know if you can avoid the free option because it's not you can do it and it's just maybe to get used to the sound of your own voice that confidence thing do that record your thoughts but to actually put it out there broadcast quality it doesn't have to be the best in the world but and people have forgiven us audio quality over lockdown for sure but you know for me it's get the best you can with the budget that you have and and for me to get started you could simply use um you know one of these which i'm using today which is called a snowball uh mic which is literally like 40 pounds you know entry level that i started wow. with uh, and i you know I, i you know just something like that you can take that with you as well you know mobile pop it in your bag pop it in your laptop uh, it's not the greatest in the world but if you want to start like you say you want to get and tim ferris look tim ferris is the number one podcast in the world for business you know his kit is still under $100 still under $100 wow. doesn't he just said as soon as you start and he can buy whatever he wants and he just said as soon as you start complicating it like anything in life as soon as you start complicating it that's when things go wrong and i was like wow. Do you know what you are so right so keep it simple um and you can get you know so you can get a mic for £40 pounds. you can get you know a pair of, my first pair of headsets logitech which again is a good brand for like 20 pounds um and i pay i think 25 dollars a month for my hosting platform uh but there are free versions with acast um so again for me again that's under 100 pounds to to get started you know and then we use other tools to promote the podcast you know we use like wave w a b v e to make audiograms and you can use canva for for artwork so you know you can spend a little bit more money um i use um adobe audition to record and again i think that's only about 15 pounds a month uh, as the recording software on my laptop so those would be my tips you know really kind of bottom of the rung to get started you know keep everything under 100 pounds um and you can scale up you know as, as much as money can buy awesome and um you know oh that's awesome uh, the next question is uh, do you really think that transcriptions are important 
the transcribe, you know, the complete video transcription is important. Or do you think, you know, you need the show notes, you need transcriptions, you need everything so that uh, for SEO purpose or for whatever it is. Or do you think that just, uh, you know, a bit about what the conversation is all about is more than enough? Yeah, do you know what? I, I started by not doing that. Um, and I think, again, just don't make it a barrier to you starting because you can, you can do that later. Um, it is good, you know, if you've got the time, you know, and, and friends of mine who are, you know, experts in SEO just say to me, it's great for SEO because the backlinks, that's how you can build really high-ranking website is from the, you know, the backlinks yes. that you would get from the guests. And, you know, so um, I would say if you can, yes, but don't let it stop you. If that's what's holding you back, move on. You know, if you can't get but, someone to do the show notes and the transcription, then and, and a lot of these hosting platforms actually do that for you now, you know, do the transcription. You know, um, the last two questions before we go. Sorry to keep you so long. Um, you know, <laughs> the, the uh, uniqueness, the word unique. Now, let's say you, you get an opportunity to interview a very big, you know, a very popular influencer or a very popular celebrity. How are you going to keep your content unique so that people are not listening to the same stuff again? Mm, you've got all the good questions. <laughs> You steal them all. Outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> really good question. That's, I've never been asked that question either. Um, it's a good question. I, do you know what? So this is what I do, um, and I've done this from the very beginning, is that, you know, everyone has a media footprint now. You know, if you Google everybody's name, you know, unless you have no social media accounts, etc. cetera, uh, like my brother, can't mm-hmm. find him. But, uh, and he's a lawyer, so he doesn't want to be, doesn't want to be fan. Um, but, um, so what I do is I don't over-research my guests. So I don't read, because that, if you read every interview that's ever been done or listen to every podcast that your guest appeared on, you are going to subconsciously be asking, you know, maybe, you know, you're going to say, no, no, I'm going to ask a different question, but subconsciously as the conversation goes, you know, this is all going to be stewing around in your head. And I, I think you're going to come up with really similar questions. So for me, um, I like, I mean, I have like go-to questions. So I carry a book around with me. Whereas if I'm ever, ever in a situation that I meet someone and I don't have any research, you know, it's a random one. I've got like a book of about 50 I think it's about 50 questions I could I could ask. But like I say, most interviews I'll go in with seven and we won't even get to five, you know. So I would just say for me, to make it unique, um, I would, a couple of things. I would first not over-research the subject that you are, you are interviewing. Um, I always ask my guests what do they want to talk about on the interview and is there anything they don't want to talk about Oh. the interview as well um, and usually there's nothing they don't want to talk about yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then they'll mention because this is the key then they'll say you know I'm an open book you can ask me anything you can even ask me about the da 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 and you're like aha there we go no one asks oh. you about that 
Wow. And it's usually something like with, with Gargan today, and it was about uh, how he got fired from Udemy, you know, his own company, you know. Um, and I could only find a tweet that he'd put out about that, nothing else about that in like the last, since that happened in seven years ago, six years ago, you know, nothing. So the fact that, you know, he's open about that and he posted something like that, well, there you go. That's interesting. So, yeah, a couple of tips, a couple of tips there to, to make it unique and make it all, you know, make it all about your guest. Um, a lot of the time you will get agencies, I've had it today and yesterday, asking me to interview someone because they've got a new book coming out. Um, but, you know, dig a bit deeper. Don't do the paid by numbers, but give them the opportunity to talk about the thing they want to talk about. But then, you know, get to what you want to talk about. You know, why, do you, why are you attracted to this person? Why do you want to speak to them? Awesome. But just have the decency to say to them, I, I, I think, you know, anything you don't want to talk about, what would you like me to focus on the most? This is my platform. I want to share what you want to talk about with my audience. Make it all about them. Oh, wow. So Alex, if I give you a situation, uh, what would you choose? There's this amazing influencer with around 10 million followers. Would you like to interview this person with a, again, with a normal same story? Or you want to interview somebody who's got a very different inspiring story, but with, with just 500 to 100 followers, you know, 500 mm. to 1000 followers. Because as if I'm a new, new one in the industry, I would get attracted to this one, the influencer, yeah. you know? So what do yeah. you, what would you choose? Cheeky question. That one, isn't <laughs> yeah, that's a cheeky one. There. Um, uh, so do you know what? Um, and again, it's that good voice, bad voice, isn't it? Telling you which yeah. one you feed. And I would think, probably, and maybe you kind of slanted me this way because of the previous question as well. That I'm, I've given the answer that I don't want to hear the same story. Um, I would rather get the person who no one's heard of but has a really special story and I could be the first one to tell that story. That's more interesting to awesome. me. Awesome. Like finding the next, I don't know, you know, um, the, the next Beyonce, for example, instead of the current wow. Beyonce, you know, to use that example before, to tell that story. And then whenever somebody searches in the future for that person, you're the first one that comes up that'd be cooler wouldn't it that is definitely it you know it's all but you probably want to mix you know you probably want to mix of those people when you're launching your podcast you want to so i would say if you can get a couple of a-listers for the names when people are surfing through the podcast to listen to they're going to be drawn towards certain people and, and certain names as well so you want to mix, I think. You want yes, a couple definitely, definitely. And it's all about the purpose. You you definitely want to earn money, but you also want to make sure that the, the quality is still maintained. What you're trying to articulate is actually getting articulated to your listeners. That That's even yeah. important. That's awesome. And do you believe in this concept that once you record your podcast, once the editing is ready, like once your uh, audio is ready to go out, do you literally sit and listen to a complete podcast or you never listen to it. Like, I believe that if I can't sit and listen to my own podcast again, it definitely means that it is boring. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, so I, I don't listen back to mine anymore. I literally, and, and it, it was a, um, it was a video I saw from Gary Vaynerchuk who literally just said he, he doesn't do any takes. He does one take and he just puts it out online. You know, you just create content put it out there, create content, put it out there. People like it, people hate it, whatever. I don't care about people's opinions. I'm just making what I want to make. Awesome. Me. 
And I was like, do you know what? And I was at that point doing take three, take four, take five. And I was like, do you know what? Wasting so much time like that. Let's just record it, put it out there. And now I, you know, I have someone on my team who who listens back to all of my episodes for me and they will fill in uh, a, a sheet that we have and it will then give the next person in the process, which is our producer, these are the quotes where it starts. This is where the quote ends. Can you pull that out and put it as a separate audio file? Um, what are the topics that we talked about the most in this show? We'll then put them into the show notes. We'll then, you know, hyperlink any of the websites. So I get someone to do that now because I want to, to do what I love most, which is connecting with the likes of a, a Gargan or the likes of... Um, uh, Oliver Cookson from my protein from last week. That's my favorite, but connecting with them and then having a conversation with them. The other bits, they don't really interest me anymore, the technical side of things. You know, that never got me into it. Whereas I know other people who they got into it before because they like the technical side of it. They like the, the editing process, the recording process. For me, that doesn't what excites me. Same, same, extremely me. same. I cannot do that <laughs> either. <laughs> awesome. So before we go, your few... Um, Real powerful marketing tips for all the new podcasters out there who are just starting, don't really have a big audience, don't really have any you know, large number of followers, but still want to try to get listeners. So just so you know that indirectly, I'm also asking you for my own podcast. <laughs> of course. Of course. Um, okay, so for me, and uh, I had somebody on, again, one of my lives last week in my Popreneur group, and she, I got her on because she just got her first big name guest, and she messaged me and said she was really nervous beforehand, and she said she was going to do it on a video live on Facebook Live, and she didn't know if that was the right thing to do um, because she was scared. And I just said, well, look, you know, go with your gut, do what you're comfortable with. If you're going to be so nervous that you think it's going to affect the interview, don't do it live. It's still going to be a good podcast. It will just you know, be a normal recording, not live. Um, and, you know, I got her to share with a group how she got that interviewee. And it was Dame Kelly Holmes, which who, who's, you know, got awarded, you know, became a dame, you know, by the Queen um, because of her services to athletics. And she's like a world record holder, you know, gold medalist, world champion. And she just contacted her on Instagram and she replied. And, and it was literally that. And he said it took about three weeks to get it agreed because then her PA tried to put up a few you know fences to stop it from happening because that's her job she's the gatekeeper of course you know she wants to limit her um, boss's uh, time you know what she's available for but she literally and that's what you know I've done as well so for those of you who think you can't get big name guests for your show you can't get who you want on your show again that's just a self-limiting belief it's just another obstacle that wow. you need to get over. Um, I've done it myself. Um, I, I literally, before I went to San Francisco in January in America, I reached out to 10 of my favorite American football players. I'm a big American football fan. I'm a big Raiders fan. And I, I sent 10 messages and one of them replied to me. Uh, and he happened to be like one of the biggest rising stars in the whole of American sport. He just had a super successful wow. season. And he, more than that, he had a super interesting backstory. He'd come, he'd overcome, you know, like drug addiction, um, broken home, you know, all these things, and it, and it 
become successful really late in life for sports when I was like 27 you was you know normally you'd be in your early 20s or even your teens you know when you become successful so that was literally an Instagram message again and he just replied back and said here's my email shoot me an email let's carry on the conversation would love to come in and share it it can be as simple as that and yes it's not always that simple but it's just volume again. The more you put out, the more, you know, the more will stick. You know, you just have to consistently ask. And don't be afraid of asking. Do not be afraid because most people are flattered. If, it's, if they don't reply, um, it's usually because they're just too busy. There's too much going on. For me, I've got guests. It's taken me a year to get like, someone like a Lewis House on my show. Ooh. It took me a year. And he'd just come off the Ellen show. So he was even bigger than when I first... Um, approached him and it was because he was releasing a book and because it suited him you know and I'm, I'm down with that if it suits him it suits me you know whenever so makes sense. just don't be afraid get out your own way um, you know don't let anything be, be an obstacle and always frame it you know what's the worst that could happen the worst would have him been saying no to me yeah you just again have a thick skin because you will get people ignoring you you will be get people saying no uh, you will get people asking how many downloads you have. And I think, you know, I had this recently with a student. I just think, again, if you're honest, and you just say, I'm at the beginning of my journey, but I have this vision, I have this dream, this is what I want to achieve. And you are, you know, one of the people that I look up to, you're one of the people that I aspire to, and I think you really engage with, with my audience. They're going to accept. You know, yeah, just appeal to something within them, something personal that you can relate to. Yeah, I literally, I literally uh, sent out like hundred messages on LinkedIn, and I literally mentioned saying that, uh, you know, I don't have audience, I don't have an audience, you know, but still yeah, I want yeah. to interview you. And then people, there was one guy who literally took a screenshot of it and posted on the on his LinkedIn account saying that uh, that's integrity and something, and I'm gonna, I'm, I'm soon gonna, you know, I am gonna oh, be, I'll be awesome. the guest. Yeah, so that yeah, was like, that was nice. That. I liked it. <laughs> really nice. I like that. I like that. That's cool. And what's the best platform you use, you know, to get guests to invite? people and uh, to invite uh, yeah to invite people <laughs> yeah for me it's, it's LinkedIn but you know maybe that's because my podcast is business entrepreneurial related but more and more now I have started using Instagram just because I've only been on Instagram for a year um, and I'm, f- I'm friends now with people that I've interviewed for my show and I see wow. how they do on Instagram and I see the engagement they get um, so I've started, I've started using that more. And again, I think it depends on who you want to get as a guest. Like, So I knew like the American sports guy, I knew it was going to be Instagram. It wasn't going to be LinkedIn. He's not a business guy, you know, but he has a great, for me, attitude of screwing it and just doing it. So that's why I wanted him on the show. Perfect. That's awesome. Awesome, Alex. It was, it was a great, valuable conversation. It was amazing. You literally, you know, yeah, you, you, you used no filters. You were like so real. And that was like, (laughs) so amazing. Thank you so much for coming. And it really, really, really means a lot. (laughs) No problem. Look, at any time, um, you know, happy to come on again at some point in the future, you know, to, to see how things are going with you. Um, I wish you all the best. Uh, I hope your audience continues to, uh, listen to your podcast, rate and review this show. It helps the algorithm. Uh, it helps get more people to listen to you and your show. So yeah. everybody listening, you know, please scroll down, 
It's got five stars there. Click on the stars. Give this show five stars. Mm-hmm. Click on the next button where it says write a review and let us know what you thought of this episode. And uh, just so the listeners know, you are not just a podcaster. You also train people. You also help them, you know, have their own podcast up and running. So, yeah, you know, if you if you want to start a podcast, you need help. He's the guy. Thank you so much, Alex. It really means a lot. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us today, guys. I really hope you got some value out of this. Love you all and stay tuned for our next show. Bye-bye.